0: The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whipley CPAs and consultants, Advocate Healthcare, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Uh, pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome to PNC Studios at Hattisaw and welcome
1: to the Bears Coaches Show. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight with head coach Matt Nagy, and coming up later in the show, strength and conditioning coordinator Jason Lascuzzo. Big win in Washington, 31-15. Uh, so, very, very short night, uh, and a early morning for you as you get to work, but what stands out after watching tape, and congratulations on the win.
2: Thank you. Yeah, no, it was a uh, quick turnaround. I think the, the number one thing is when you get five turnovers on defense, that's going to help you out. you know. And then you protect the ball on offense, you get you have one giveaway, uh, so you have a plus-four ratio. So anytime you have that, you're going to have a great chance to win. And um, our, our guys were challenged all week long on that. They, they performed, and uh, you come out with a win. Uh, getting Mitch on the move, uh, did that loosen things up? And we talked
1: about, uh, I think early in the week or maybe in our pregame interview, the, those – Take a breath, type of, of movement plays that he even had a, a couple of runs himself. That that settle things down for him going into that atmosphere.
2: I felt I felt like it did. You know those guys. They uh, we picked the, the tempo up a little bit on offense, and um, they, they you know they they enjoyed doing that yesterday. It, it was it was good for them, and and so uh, you know for the most part, there's they're just playing fast. And, uh, you know, you could feel there was more rhythm within um, the offense. And, and then, of course, we got those turnovers there in the second quarter, and the offense was able to take advantage of that with the touchdowns.
1: Did you feel more rhythm as a play caller?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I thought that, uh, you know, anytime you're getting some first downs and you're not going three and out, you always feel like you have more rhythm. And, and uh, we're, we're growing. We're getting we're getting close. We're not there yet, but we're certainly getting closer.
1: And, and you know, you talked about Mitch, too, uh, being on it the entire game. Uh, and I don't know what exact phraseology you used, but compared to the first two, when maybe he did let things get to him a little bit, you, you, you think that was a defining moment now for the season that that will be the case?
2: I hope so. I, I felt it in practice all week long. I thought that he had a really good... Uh, week of practice he had he had great confidence um and and just you know trust in his teammates knowing that they they uh it's a it's an opportunity for them to go out there last night and and uh and, and put one together and so when you have a good week of practice you turn it into a you know a solid game I mean he threw a lot of completions and that that's what's nice that's part of the rhythm when you throw completions you're able to move the sticks and then uh you know, for the most part, there and then finishing it with the four minute. You know, even though we're we're handing the ball off, getting the run game going, it was good for the mentality of the offense to say, okay, you know what, let's let's chew up five minutes on the clock and let our defense rest a little bit and try to put this game away.
1: I think you had twenty completions in the first half. So
2: exactly, that. what was your favorite drive? Favorite throw? Well, the throw is easy. That touchdown pass to Taylor Gabriel. Um, you know that that was one that's uh, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in this league that can make that throw. Uh, stepping back and, and getting flushed out of the pocket, stepping up in the pocket and then making an off bounce throw with a lot of accuracy, you know, 35, 45 yards downfield. So he gave his receiver a chance, and that was a uh, a big one. It got reversed, but uh, certainly certainly a play that, uh, that that helped us out. And then I, I just keep going back to um, to the four minute. You know, I just I, I you put it on the O line and the running. David Montgomery just ran his tail off there. Uh, in that four-minute, and, and um, you know, really we were able to finish it off with the field goal. Did you enjoy our
1: post-game banter with Tom Thayer on four minutes? <laughs> <laughs> that was just for you, huh? <laughs> I appreciate it. Four I minute. mean, he was – I was literally – and if listeners, we were talking – Tom just doesn't understand sometimes – about the verbiage and the lingo of today's NFL. Yeah. You know, he's, an, oh, old, he's there, an old man now.
2: There's even more that goes into it now. And I, I can always remember uh, years ago with Brian Westbrook with the Eagles when the fantasy football started and the four-minute really w- was cooking as, as, and Brian Westbrook uh, had he broke away for like a 20- to 30-yard gain. And in the four-minute mode where, where um, first down ends the game, he got down at the two-yard line. And didn't score on a on a broken a broken tackle, and I remember fantasy owners being all upset and up in arms. But that's four minute football. You got to play smart, and it, it doesn't mean always scoring a touchdown. Yeah, David Montgomery
1: uh, carrying the load in that, uh, and he had a twenty five yard run as well. Uh, man, for for this guy, there are many times they just stand him up. They don't really put him down to the ground, and w- which is interesting to me, given he's not the biggest guy in the world. No,
2: he's not, but he, he's a fighter, and he he you know it's hard to bring he. Had, he uh, he set like the world record in college last year <laughs> with with broken tackles and and uh, you know uh, yards after contact. So that's to no surprise what he's doing right now. Uh, he's he's uh, he just he's violent. He's aggressive. He he's passionate about running that football. And so uh, you know we we, we understand that. And we appreciate that.
1: It would be easy for people to frame the game. Okay, you faced the league's worst third down defense in terms of statistical numbers through three games or two and a half games or whatever, but. You got to compliment Mitch. 10 of 11, 133 in the touchdown to Gabriel. Eight of those, 10 went for first downs.
2: Yeah, and regardless of of who you're playing and where they rank, um, third downs are always hard. And so, um, you know, we we understand that. And and for, for Mitch to throw completions and for guys to make plays in those situations, that moves the sticks. You know, you're able to, Move the chains and and now you don't have to punt the football and you can get into a rhythm. So uh, that they, we they, they did a great job of executing the plays that were called and, and putting us in good situations. So nine different guys with a catch, six guys carried
1: the football. As it turns out, is that your wheelhouse? As, it is as a play caller
2: and your uh, your coaching staff's design is that your wheel wheel. Yeah, we have we've, we've talked about that. That you know this offense, you know we we have great players that we know can win one on one matchups, and we all know that. Allen Robinson is a, as special as a receiver as there is in this league, and, and uh, we feel really good about our running backs. But, you know, every game is, is going to be a little bit different to these defenses that we face, and they're going to have a game plan to take one guy you know, X, Y, or Z away, and we need to be able to have enough weapons to where if they take two or three guys away, we can go to guy number four. We've become um, familiar with your language in
1: describing uh, success or failure of, of plays. Your eyes...
2: Mitch's eyes were they married yesterday they were yeah and, and I think that's the growth that's the growth that we have and you can see that in in the completions you can see that where we were now are there a couple plays where it's a little bit off yeah but that's trust me that's not just us that's uh that's across the league so um the ones that we were off on, let's get together. Let's talk it through and see why we were off. And then next week, let's, let's try to, you know, make that a smaller percentage.
1: How'd you look at the offensive line's performance, especially with the insertion of Cornelius Lucas? He couldn't have had more than a couple of hours notice on that one.
2: No, yeah, it was short notice for him. And we're, we're proud of him stepping in. And that's it's the next man up mentality. He did a great job with that. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we want to continue to keep – Working on our run game and and uh, you know making sure that we're we're honed in on that um, and so that's that's that'll be you know we'll we'll see where we're at there but for the most part I liked where they were.
0: The Bears' coaches show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. To the right
1: side, off scattered shotgun snap his back. Bears and a stunt with Mac. Here's the throw down the side oh, it's intercepted and it's taken away by the Bears. Ha-ha. Clinton Dix on a run inside the 10 to the 5. He is in for the touchdown. Pick 6. Bears on the board and lead it 6-0. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Ha-ha Clinton Dix with the pick 6. His first defensive touchdown, he says, all the way back to Little League. So, he finally did it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
2: he uh... – what a heck of a run back there and getting some help but you know it's uh, i'm sure it meant a lot to him coming from there but he just he, he he had a special game yesterday it was one of those games you always remember and so having two interceptions and one for for a touchdown and like you said if it's been a while now since he's <laughs> since he scored a touchdown probably but uh it's it helped us out and got us up seven nothing early i i hear
1: the end zone celebration kind of backfired so you know they didn't, it didn't look good apparently Oh, okay. somebody see he's so it's so new to him it just didn't play out, apparently. So. I got you. Gotcha. <laughs> but he could have had a second one. I mean, the 57-yard return as well. So that's a hidden yardage that adds up.
2: Yeah, we, we, uh, we challenged the defense. Um, we gave him a number that we wanted of turnovers um, earlier in the week, and they exceeded that number so to see those guys step up and it all starts up front right you got to be able to get pressure on that quarterback and i thought that our our, uh, our our defensive line our linebackers outside linebackers inside linebackers they just put constant constant pressure on case Keenum and when that's when that's the case it makes it a lot easier for those db's back there and they know that and so it's just it's something that works hand in hand and and uh you know when you get pressure on that quarterback good things happen for those db's
1: four sacks eight quarterback hits I can't even imagine the number of pressures, but it was flat out ferocious. And Mac was destructive.
2: Yeah, I mean, here's here's a guy. That just every week, it's something new with him. And. Uh, you know, guy has three sacks, three, three, uh, you know, strip fumbles and then one called back, you know, on a penalty. So ends up with two sacks and two strip fumbles. But uh, that, that's a that's a constant theme, constant story every week. And so teams have to plan for him, which then again opens up other guys. And then you get guys like Leonard Floyd, their motors are just kicking all the time. I mean, he's giving you everything he has on every single play. And so uh, and then you get a guy like Nick Williams who comes on in and just dominates. You know, so uh, Danny Trevathan just running around, just making plays and on the back end there with our safeties and and, and the corners doing some things. So all in all, just a a great defensive effort by those guys.
1: Oftentimes and people don't really know Nick Williams yet, you know, even though he's been around in the league a little bit, uh, he's clearly a presence in the locker room from what we understand from the fellas and but when you watched the tape, was there some hidden moments for Nick Williams that people maybe wouldn't have seen? Yeah, you know? I mean,
2: he made, he was making a lot of plays yesterday, and he, he's somebody that, uh, um, again, you know, he's a possible sweep the shed. I, I was just going to say you know, it. You want to steal your thunder? I, I don't know if we can have uh, two D linemen uh, back-to-back. We'll have to see what the committee says Man, on that. there's no rules in <laughs> sweep the shed. You know, whoever steps up. But, no, it's— uh, uh again it's guys just stepping up making plays it doesn't matter what what the stat line says but he was he was out there running around and, and uh, there's you know a lot of other guys as well i think you referred
1: in your post uh, news conference earlier today here at Halasaw with the media that you know while they gave up some chunk plays in that second half in fact there was a lot of yards i think 16 10 plus plays you put it a little bit on the offense failing to execute and Two different drives.
2: Yeah, you know, or, and actually, you know, early in the in the uh, third quarter, when when we felt like you know we could probably put the game away, um, you know, we missed some chances there, and then obviously down there in the red zone, turning the ball over there at the six yard line, um, you know, those are those are uh, you know just crucial opportunities for us to to put points on the board, and and we did, and so we had a missed field goal after one of those possessions, and then we had a uh, an interception, and both of those. Uh, possessions on offense put the defense back out there and you know when you're down 19 points like they were to have to come back and you're you're going to kind of uh, move the sticks with little drop down passes and check down passes to your backs and they did that but then to our defense's credit Man. they showed a lot of resolve and they made that play on fourth down and Danny Trevathan jumping on in there and knocking that ball out and the ball going on the ground and that was huge and then the offense to take over in four minute the idea of the throw to Allen Robinson, you good with that on um, the interception? Yeah, we're 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 uh, we're working through all that. So yeah. I mean, it's uh, um, again, those are learning experiences for all of us. You know, I, you you understand um, the uh the decision on on the decision making part of that, but uh you know we'll 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 uh, we'll all learn from that.
1: Back to the Trevathan play. So you wouldn't ever recommend just putting the ball. Like, it, it's not the end zone in the middle of the field. But he his quote was, It's like Halloween, trick or treat,
2: it's candy for me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it. I mean he's he I'll tell you what, Danny Trevathan right now is playing lights wow. out. I mean he's he came to play and, uh, I mean, every game this year, he's just running around. And, and it all started in training camp. You could see it. He was just – he looked lighter. He was flying around, took care of his body, and, and he's having a uh, an all-pro year so far after three games. He's a fiery guy, fiery for that defense. Join the season ticket priority
1: list for the future opportunity. Become a season ticket holder. Visit chicagobears.com slash tickets to join now.
0: Now, more of the Bears' coaches show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM
1: Snapback, Trubisky. Here comes
0: late pressure. Steps up against it. Now zings it down the right side, going for turbo
1: into the end zone. No, it carried him out of bounds. He made the catch. Oh man, he went for the big ball with Josh Norman defending. Review. You hear Matt Nagy yeah, right touchdown. now. He says it's a touchdown. He wants a review. That's a touchdown. Saber has 2 feet inbound with control with the touchdown. Let me have it. For Trubisky to Turbo, touchdown. Well, touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Uh, that was the play that uh, Matt Nagy loved. Trubisky to Gabriel, one of three touchdowns in a span of 6 minutes and 17 seconds. That's a true hat trick for Taylor Gabriel. Fastest time According to our Bears notes from the outstanding uh, media relations department, since Andre Bad Moon Rising in 1991,
2: is that right? Yeah, hmm. yeah. That, no, that was good. Those were some quick hitters, and and I think for them, for the guys, you know, for us being able to get touchdowns and happen fairly fast. Uh, the the players made plays, and that that's what this is all about.
1: Run defense. Is going to be tested this week, no doubt about it. They got a head of steam rolling there in Minnesota with, uh, with what they're doing. They are number two in the league, 193 yards of rushing so far this season. And Dalvin Cook, as long as he's healthy, that's going to be a threat. That's what was always the case with them. But he's the NFL rushing leader, averaging six and a half yards a carry. But you guys are not permitting the huge runs. No, no 20-yard runs have been allowed this season, and those are the ones that cause the pain you get guys running 15 20 carries but those 20 runs pad the numbers will that be your focus limit those big big runs
2: yeah and we've done a good job with that like you said uh but this is a team in minnesota that's going to come in here and and uh, make it loud and clear that they're going to run the ball and then they're going to run the ball and then run the ball again <laughs> and then try to pop in some play actions play action. and so that's that's their philosophy and um, they're hanging their hat on that and like they got great players on that offense that can make things happen and then Kirk Cousins obviously um, has shown what he can do as a, as a passer too so that they've created their identity early and often and, and um, uh, so you know our guys are going to be challenged it's going to be a physical football game it's a big division game at home uh, but this is what it's all about this is this is where you get tested and our guys got to really stick together and we know it's going to be a uh, uh, a, a good a good battle for us
1: well I mean and then you look at the defenses they've played together most most part yours and certainly There are not a lot of new faces on that defense um so what's the challenge of that when you got a defense that's been together a while
2: yeah well the number is 500 and I think 38 starts under oh, Mike Zimmer 538 wow. together so look at you throwing the math yeah, in my, in my yeah, way yeah nice that, that's a lot and so Um, you know, when you're able to do that, there's a consistent theme to, they know how to play fast and, and, uh, coach Zimmer is able to do some different things. They're going to try to get you into that third and third and seven, eight, nine range. And then they're, they're like, you know, they're phenomenal. They last year, they broke world records at it this year. They're, they're top five or six after three games. Uh, on third down, so um, they they can do that because they're good on first and second down, and and uh, so again, offensively for us is we're going to have to be physical. You know, like like I like I said earlier uh, today is is to make sure that uh, you come ready with your you know to buckle that chin strap, yeah, your it's, big it's, boy pants, yeah, your big boy pants, and so that's okay though. We're we're ready for that. Well,
1: you know, and you there's a term that we throw around. around don't write tomorrow's headline today, but you did. You you said it. It's a big game.
2: It is. It is a big game, and they're, they're all big. But again, we all say, you know, these division games, you got to win your division games. Currently, we're, we we lost, uh, you know, to to Green Bay to start the season. Um, so let's get back on track, and uh, we're we're really gonna need those uh, those fans out there for us. You know, making making it that twelfth man and helping us out, especially when we're on defense and. And uh, just supporting our team and, and being there for us and, it, it, you know, the, just what it means to our, our players to have support from the fans is huge.
1: Just replicate that first three series uh, week one, Yeah, right? That yeah. was you know, crazy in there it was yeah so the players will appreciate that uh injury wise you're not you're not going to be able to talk much about it right now it doesn't sound like you're too concerned about Akeem Hicks that obviously is a, a big part of this. yeah
2: I I feel I feel the word I usually use in this case is cautiously optimistic you know I think that uh, uh hopefully it's just a little bit of uh soreness and and he'll be okay uh, he's he's a huge part of our defense and He's done such an amazing job um, last year and he gets year up for those, year, these type of games yeah, coming he'll, up. he'll be ready to go. So we'll, we'll we'll keep him, take take good care of him this week in practice and make sure that he's right.
1: See, and just pretend and, and tell the guys it's a primetime game because <laughs> Khalil Mack is, just, is completely destructive in primetime games. There's so much math I can't even get into it. But in his six primetime games, he, he's been just utterly dominant. Six sacks, 57 yards and losses, seven forced fumbles. In six games. Yeah, that, that's... And an
2: interception for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, week one in Green Bay last year. So that's what he is, though. You know, he does that. And, and uh, uh, for, for our guys, again, just, uh, you know, understanding where we're at this week, have a good week of practice, and then and, 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 uh, give it everything we got. Eddie Pinheiro. Man, he looked like... He, it looked like a bad day at the
1: office was, was brewing because he was limping around. But um, how, how would you put what he did in context? Nah, he was
2: good, you know, he... he he uh, had a little pain in his knee, and um, he had he had really good pregame, so that was that was good to see. And we, we said, hey, let's let's give it a try and see how he does. And so we were able to get out there. He made that first extra point, and just kind of went off from there. So we, we played it like a normal game, and um and uh, so now it's just a matter of, of maintenance and making sure that we try to keep it getting better and better each week. And, and to your credit, you know, in a, a
1: specialized position like that, you didn't show one sign of concern because you got other options you got plans which you you have to prepare for anyway but. yeah
2: those back those contingency plans are huge uh and and again these these situations are always going to come up and and you can't let one thing affect another and and so it would have been easy to just say oh you know panic mode and now what are we going to do let's go try to find a kicker we we got no we just we'll figure it out we you know let's uh and we just go for two, you know, or, or let's just score a lot more points so we don't need a game-winning field goal. I mean, there's solutions out there. There he is. Have a great week of
0: prep. Thank you very much.
1: That's Matt Nagy coming up next, Strength and Conditioning Coordinator Jason Lascalzo.
0: The Bears Coaches Show with Strength and Conditioning Coach Jason Lascalzo. Brought to you by Whitley CPAs and Consultants, Athletico Physical Therapy, and the Village of Bedford Park. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak.
1: Snap back. Here comes a big, strong oh, run. Ball's out on the ground. It, it bounced away to the hands of the Bears inside the 15-yard line of the Washington Redskins. It took a Bears bounce. Boy. Mac was screaming off the edge. The recovered fumble by Hakeem Hicks. Second takeaway of the night, Bears football inside the red zone of the skin. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whitley CPAs and consultants. Jeff Joniak, now joined by our special guest today. Strength and conditioning coordinator, Jason Lascalzo. Thanks for uh, pinch hitting today. Guys yeah. are getting their game plan
3: ready. That's right. It's so week.
1: <laughs> How come you feel so spry? Look at you. You got a hey, big man, smile you on just, your face. Hey, coming off the <laughs> winds,
3: I'm always I'm always spry off of those things. Right, right. Uh, did you get a little sleep? I did. I yeah. actually did. I got about three and a half hours in, good. so I'm good to
1: go. Uh, coming into this, we hear that Khalil Mack uh, straps uh, sick, uh, strip sack rather, now 52 in his career, second most in the NFL since his arrival and is 17 fourth almost since the start of 15. Number one in the National Football League, and what a game he had yesterday! Uh, we'll talk about him later in the show, but uh, we're going to get right to the chase because your your palace here at Hallis is the weight room. Yep. It looks unbelievable, almost too good to touch. Right? It's <laughs> yeah. it's beautiful. It's have my you cave. ever? I call seen, it my cave. Call have you time, ever right seen a room
3: that looked that good? No, Honestly. I think it's I, it's got to be one of the, it's got to be. It's, if it's not the best, it's in the top two in the world in terms of, of weight rooms and facilities to train guys in. It's, it's, it's awesome. So.
1: so did they go to you asking for, obviously, input, and did you have carte blanche on exactly what you wanted to put in there to fit what you are trying to instill here as, as a program?
3: Yeah. I worked close with Ryan Pace on, on what we wanted and what we wanted to do, and uh, we did. We basically said, hey, here's an empty room, outfitted with what you think is the best that we need. And uh, it's, we went with that blank canvas and, and went from there. Did it afford you
1: the opportunity to add new pieces to the puzzle? So to yes. Speak? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, again, what types I, of things. You, like when I got here, you know, we had the we we call it the mobile room, so to speak. We had the the temporary facility, and um, so getting here was able to take a take almost a full season to figure out what we wanted and how we wanted to do things with our guys, and so. When we did this room, we wanted to make sure we did it right the first time. We didn't want to have to do something and then say, okay, well, now we need this to add or we need that to add. There's going to be little things, but I didn't want anything that was going to be a big major piece. We wanted it all in one shot, and I think we got it with the equipment. Did we you guys run. or Ryan
1: happen to pull the players, the guys who are really into that room, uh, what they needed personally, or is it all about what your plan is?
3: It was more so about what our plan is. Uh, as the Chicago Bears, what we want to be in terms of a strength and conditioning program. Um, so, you know, and, and most of the players will tell you that, that the stuff we have is the everything. stuff they use. They need everything they need, they have. And again, if there's certain things that... You know, individual players want. We're going to get it for them. If that's Mm -hmm. what's going to make them successful and help us win Super Bowls, then that's what we're going to do. We often hear
1: Matt Nagy talking about uh, it took a little bit of time to get to know his players. Obviously, did it after one year. Was this is that the same for you
3: as a strength and conditioning? Absolutely. I think it's any coach. Yeah. I think the number one thing with guys is relationships, especially with what I do. You have guys that love it, and you have guys that don't love it, and you have to be able to find out what what makes these guys tick, what gets these guys to roll. And when I got here, the first few weeks I was here, it was all a feeling out process. Mm -hmm. They had to get to know me. I got to get to know them. And, you know, let's be honest, this is a player-centric league. This is about the players. This is about giving them what they need. So I need to get to know them. And they have to know that I'm there for them, that I'm there. My goal is to see them get better. It's not about fulfilling my ego or whatever it may be. It's about these guys getting what they need to feel comfortable so that they feel like they're playing at their best. For the
1: guys who love it, do you have to make sure they don't overdo it, and vice versa, the guys who don't love it, do you have yeah. to light a fire a little bit and yeah. say, hey, listen, you don't have an option.
3: <laughs> exactly. It's you know, and, and again, a lot of these guys, now these guys are pros. They yeah. know this is their career, and we have to make sure they understand that too when they come in. The guys that don't love it is, look, this is your career you only have a limited amount of time to play in the NFL. So we want to make sure that, that we can maximize that time. And and a lot of guys, they buy in, they understand it, and they know it. They might not like it, but they do it. Sunday's game versus the Minnesota Vikings brought to you by proud partner Beggar's Pizza. The first
1: 20,000 fans to enter Soldier Field receive a Bronco Nagurski bobblehead. Jason the Scows will be first in line for that one.
0: The Bears Coaches Show with strength and conditioning coach Jason Lascalzo and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Tight formation and a sneak oh. by Keenum. He Balls on the ground. Picked up by the Bears.
1: they recover the fumble of Case Keenum. And I'll guys. tell you, that couldn't come at a better time. Eddie Jackson. So Case Keenum on the sneak. Tried to dive over the top. It was punched out of there. Danny Trevathan with the big play. Forced fumble in the fourth quarter. Recovered by Eddie Jackson as the Bears knock out the Skins. That was a knockout blow yesterday. Now that you're ready, for the Vikings back in the program with special teams, excuse me, strength and conditioning coordinator Jason Lascalzo as we take a look at his program and and where it's headed. Um, do you have most of the important components set in stone about what you need this team to Do in the weight room and doing strength training to impact performance.
3: Absolutely. Yep. I mean, we have our, we have our, the, the pillars that we like to use, we have our boulders essentially. They're immovable. They're, they're non-negotiables. They're things that we're going to do because that's the foundation of our program. Um, And then we build off of those and there's power, a a big part of it, power and strength are the two biggest components of what we do. Uh, and then we, we build upon those, and each individual player has own their own little tweaks that they like to do. But again, it's the, the, the major components, the non-negotiables. Then after that, everything else fills in with things that these players either they, they feel comfortable with. They like little tweaks, they like things done different, a little bit different. It's all about variety with, with especially with pro players, it's about variety. It's about giving them the options to do the things that we want to get done, but them doing it the way they like to do it, so to speak. Um, you know, so we don't, we don't, as the season goes, these guys get beat up. This is a violent mm-hmm. sport. And so we have to find ways that we can work around that stuff. What part of the season becomes that tipping point right there? After week one. <laughs> I mean, that's how the, you got guys get beat up. This is a violent, violent sport and it's about, you know, for me, the way I look at it, there's no such thing as injury prevention; it's injury maintenance. Okay. I was going to
1: suggest, you know, is it a healer though? It gets that yeah, blood moving. Yeah, it is. In a it is way. a healer. Yeah.
3: It's, a, it's a recovery um, um, tool, and but in this game, you're going to get hurt. It's just the way it is. It's, you can't avoid it, and so we want to make sure that we manage that so that our guys can continue to get on the field in practice and get on the field on games because that's that's what they're here to do. They're not here to be on IR. They're not here to just work out. They're here to play football. And uh, to win Super Bowls, we need to stay healthy and we need to keep guys on the field as much as we possibly can. So um, we want to we wanna manage it so that hopefully we can avoid the catastrophic things. But we're gonna get stuff. Everything's, it's gonna pop up. It's the way it is. But we wanna try to avoid those catastrophic injuries the best we can. God forbid we have to go through those. We make sure we can get them back as fast as we possibly can. It may be
1: a subjective answer, but what do you feel is the most important piece
3: of equipment in that room? The barbell, just a simple barbell, huh. guys. We talked about strength and power being one of the biggest, you know, uh, boulders in our program. That the barbell is the best way to do it, and that's for me. That's you know, keeping it basic is the is the best way to do it. This game hasn't changed when it comes to getting strong being fast, being powerful, th- those things. You know, there's a lot of cute stuff you can do. But when it comes down to it, the bottom line is the basics win in the weight room. And that's got to make the legend Clyde Emmerich, the Roman the, the not that, That's what <laughs> the most I've learned from Clyde is the development of strength and power hasn't changed over time. It's the same. And I just love sitting down and talking to him because he and I can have conversations about squatting and Olympic lifting and all this stuff. And it's... What he did back in his day is the same thing we're doing today mm. with the guys, and so it's 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 fun to sit and talk with him and, and just listen just listening to him, talk about stories of the old days with Walter and you know uh, you know all, all the guys that that came through there and all the stories he has and all these guys it's It's great to hear that, those things and then look at what we do and it's you know it's really similar it's mm. It's really similar to what, to what he does. How would you describe your collaboration with Andre? and Jen. Daily. Yeah. I mean, this that the the, the relationships that can sync programs fast than anything are the strength coach and the trainer. The relationship has to be strong. If it's not strong, you're going to have major fractures within the program. Same with Jen. Uh, Jen is our sports scientist, nutritionist. All of us have to work together. All three components have to be working together in order for this to work correctly. Your staff, tell me about them.
1: Staff. Great. Sometimes staff. these
3: guys are names on a, a media <laughs> guide, and no yep. one ever hears about. Them. Pierre No. Uh, Pierre No. is a guy that I kept over from the last staff. He um, he is tremendous with uh, correctives, prehabilitation type stuff, ankle stability, knee stability, hip stability, warm ups, things that that can keep these guys uh, healthy. And he just he does an excellent job with that. And then Casey Kramer is my top assistant, and he. He's the majority of his time is spent with guys that do get hurt. They got to go single arm, they got to go single leg, they got whatever it is a back, whatever it may be. He works specifically with those guys. Jason Liscalzo, our guest here on the Bears
0: Coaches Show. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM.
1: Welcome back to the program with Jason at the Bears. uh, Strength and conditioning coordinator. I keep wanting to say specialist, but you are a specialist, <laughs> so I'll give you that. That I'll leave sure. that to Tabor. Hey, so how yeah. do you uh, how do you treat se- in season soreness uh, with players? Do you change things? Uh, will there be a element that you have to consider when they're going to London? It's going to be an international trip. It's going to be a very
3: strange week here coming up. In season versus off season, so to speak. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, in season's way more variety. So off season, we have a. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a standard program that we do little variations off of. When the end season starts, much more variety. It's like we talked about earlier. These guys get beat up. We have to change the way we do things. And then we have to account for the schedule we have, like you bring up London. For the strength component, no, it doesn't change much. It is what it is. Uh, the, the hydration, the nutrition, the sport science, the, 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 the training room, those are the things that we need to be much more wary of. So, yeah, we keep that in the back of our minds when we develop the weekly program. The way we do it here is I, we, we develop our program week to week. This isn't a thing where we oh, put okay. together a 22-week block and I see, off I you know go. That. We do this week to week. Everything I do is dependent on how we do the week before. So it's much like a game plan. We have to game plan weekly for these guys. And, you know, in order to keep them as healthy as we can and as fast and as powerful and as strong as we can, it has to be done on a weekly basis. Is it inevitable they lose a little bit of strength? Yes, absolutely. We tell our guys all the time, look, all 32 teams are going to drop off. There's no no magical team that stays up at the top through the full season. You want to be number 32 that drops off, though. So you have to and as much as it hurts, these guys come in on 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 our Tuesday workouts, and you know it's like these guys get in a car accident every Sunday, mm-hmm. and they got to come in and they got to work, and I know it hurts, and I know and I know it's uncomfortable for them, but these guys also know they have to get this stuff done to stay healthy and uh, to stay strong, and again, we want to be the last team to lose it. We want to be the last team to lose that strength. We do not want the strength to be the reason. We failed on a Sunday.
1: We have a team here that uh, is constantly acknowledged having great character, good work ethic guys, guys love each other. How would you
3: describe the weight room when when they're in there and their work ethic? Exactly that. I mean, this is uh, the the culture that Coach Nagy and uh, Ryan Pace have have developed in this program. I mean, I've never been around anything as close-knit as these guys are. These guys work hard. I mean, you look at our best players are our hardest workers. Yeah, our best players are our hardest workers, and it's not even close. So and can then, you
1: put into context what Akeem and Khalil do, do Akeem, for example? And Akeem, from...
3: Khalil, Trevathan, Roquan, mm. Mitch. I mean, these guys. You know, you got you got uh, Cody Whitehair. You got you got James Daniels. You got you know Allen Robinson. Taylor, Gabriel, it can go on and on and on and on with now these we see guys.
1: club dub photos and videos, so we see guys with their shirt off. And <laughs> <song>. <laughs> throw Iggy in there. Yeah, Iggy's throw always in there.
3: there. Iggy's my guy now. Iggy's my guy. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy's the guy that, that makes sure I got my juice going every day. But uh, – yeah, it, it, the, the work ethic these guys have, there's no mistake whether in the NFL.
1: All right, we literally could talk to you for hours on this topic. Only scratch the service, but thank you so much for joining thank you. us. I appreciate it. Jason Lascalzo, our guest. And as we wrap up with a head strength and conditioning coach, uh, Mr. Lascalzo gets a Gibson's Restaurant Group thank you for being on the show tonight. Here's a gift card to enjoy a meal at any of your Chicago locations. Plenty of
2: protein. Absolutely. On the table for I'm you. definitely to, using
1: this. To pump it up. <laughs> uh, earlier on the show, Coach Nagy. Review on the win in Washington.
2: It was a uh, quick turnaround. I think the, the number one thing is when you get five turnovers on defense, that's going to help you out. You know, And then you protect the ball on offense. You get you have one giveaway, uh, so you have a plus-four ratio. So anytime you have that, you're going to have a great chance to win. And um, our, our guys were challenged all week long on that. They, they performed, and uh, you come out with a win. Uh, getting Mitch on the move, uh, did that loosen
1: things up? And we talked about, uh, I think early in the week or maybe in our pregame interview, the, those – Take a breath, type of, of movement plays that he even had a, a couple of runs himself. Did that settle things down for him going into that atmosphere. I
2: felt I felt like it did. You know those guys. They uh, we picked the, the tempo up a little bit on offense, and um, they, they you know they they enjoyed doing that yesterday. It, it was it was good for them, and and so uh, you know for the most part, there's they're just playing fast. And, uh, you know, you could feel there was more rhythm within um, the offense. And, and then, of course, we got those turnovers there in the second quarter, and the offense was able to take advantage of that with the touchdowns.
1: Did you feel more rhythm as a play caller?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I thought that, uh, you know, anytime you're getting some first downs and you're not going three and out, you always feel like you have more rhythm. And, and uh, we're, we're growing. We're getting we're getting close. We're not there yet, but we're certainly getting closer.
1: And, and you know, you talked about Mitch, too, uh, being on it the entire game. Uh and I don't know what exact phraseology you used, but compared to the first two, when maybe he did let things get to him a little bit, you, you, you think that was a defining moment now for the season that that
2: will be the case? I hope so. I, I felt it in practice all week long. I thought that he had a really good... Uh, week of practice he had he had great confidence um and and just you know trust in his teammates knowing that they they uh it's a it's an opportunity for them to go out there last night and and uh and, and put one together and so when you have a good week of practice you turn it into a you know a solid game I mean he threw a lot of completions and that that's what's nice that's part of the rhythm when you throw completions you're able to move the sticks and then uh you know, for the most part, there and then finishing it with the four minute. You know, even though we're we're handing the ball off, getting the run game going, it was good for the mentality of the offense to say, okay, you know what, let's let's chew up five minutes on the clock and let our defense rest a little bit and try to put this game away.
1: I think you had twenty completions in the first half. So
2: exactly. That. What was your favorite drive? Favorite throw? Well, the throw is easy. That touchdown pass to Taylor Gabriel. Um, you know, that, that was one that's uh, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in this league that can make that throw, uh, stepping back and, and getting flushed out of the pocket, stepping up in the pocket, and then making an off balance throw with a lot of accuracy, you know, 35, 45 yards downfield. So he gave his receiver a chance, and that was a, uh, a big one. It got reversed, but uh, certainly certainly a play that, uh, that that helped us out. And then I, I just keep going back to, to the four-minute. You know, I just, I, I you put it on the O-line and the running, David Montgomery just ran his tail off there uh, in that four minute and, and um, you know, really we were able to finish it off with the field goal.
1: It would be easy for people to frame the game, okay, you faced the league's worst third down defense in terms of statistical numbers through three games or two and a half games or whatever, but you got to compliment Mitch. 10 of 11 133 in the touchdown to Gabriel. 8 of those,
2: 10 went for first downs. Regardless of of who you're playing and where they rank um, third downs are always hard and so we understand that and and for for Mitch to throw completions and for guys to make plays in those situations, that moves the stick.
1: That's going to wrap up tonight's show for Bears head coach Matt Nagy and Jason Lescauzzo the strength and conditioning coordinator. Producers Dan Borelli, Kevin Foy, pinch hitting Andy Gersher and Keith Johnson. I'm Jeff Joniak Bears Vikings Sunday kickoff at 325. Our pregame coverage rolls out at Noon. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WVBM.